took very ordinary elements, the bread, the juice, the water, and imbued them with deep, deep meaning. And it is very much a communal act. We receive strength from each other. We gather together. We're joined together. It is the Lord's table, and all are welcome here. That's a core concept for us, as you know, the Methodists. We believe all are welcome, no matter their age, no matter their intellectual abilities, no matter their physical abilities, we're all welcome at the table. It actually comes from a Latin term that talked about a vow that is taken, a promise. And so in communion, we, we make a promise church, the statement that most explains communion for us is called this holy mystery because it takes us out of those things we may be able to explain into the mystery of God in a way that we may never be able to explain, but we can claim. There is no rule that says you can take it too frequently. In fact, um, John Wesley, in the formative years of Methodism, took it as many times as four or five times a week. And he said to the people called Methodists at that time, take communion as often as you can. It is food for the journey. I really like the reason we started World Communion Sunday. I don't know that many people are aware, but it started in 1933 by a Presbyterian church. It was a time where people felt without hope, they felt divided, and the idea that sprang out of this church was, we need a Sunday where all who are Christians gather at a table and remember we are one. I think about that a lot, and how it came out of a time of hopelessness and fear, and I wonder if it's that different from what we may feel today as we listen to what's going around the world and the strength that comes of knowing we are united. starts with the fact that Jesus told us to. In the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, 
we hear the same telling of the final meal that Jesus prepared for the disciples, what we call the Last Supper, and the appeal that Jesus made during that meal. Let's listen to Luke's account of the Last Supper. This will be from Luke chapter 22, verses 7 through 20. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover meal for us, that we may eat it. They asked him, Where do you want us to make preparations for it? Listen, he said to them, When you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house, he enters, and say to the owner of the house. The teacher asks you, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs already furnished. Make preparations for us there. So they went and found everything as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal. Hour came, he took his place at the table and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you, for I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the food of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Paul also urges us to remember this holy tradition. So read the passage from 1 Corinthians. I received a tradition from the Lord, which I also handed on to you. On the night on which he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread. After giving thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this to remember me. He did the same thing with the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Every time you drink it, do this to remember me. Every time. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So here, with the bread and the cup, Jesus has provided us with a sacrament so that we can come together and be reminded of him. His life, his love, his sacrifice. Because he knew. He knew we were inclined to forget. As my favorite hymn states, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave, God, 
When I was in my 20s, I certainly wandered. I left the God I love. It wasn't so much an out-and-out out rebellion as it was more a slide into indifference. I had other things on my mind, and so my spiritual life was pushed aside. I lived for the part of that time in center city of Philadelphia. No car, just walking and public transportation. I walked a lot. And a few blocks down from the street, down the street from my apartment, very old, very beautiful Episcopal church. Of course, there were historic churches all over Center City, Philadelphia. My separation from church did not stem from a lack of opportunity. Uh, but, but this Episcopal church was often on my path to other destinations, shops, restaurants, the train station. And on a few occasions, I stopped in, looked around, left again. But there was this one time. I guess I stumbled upon weekday afternoon communion service. <coughs> All the other times that I had been there, I had found the church empty. But this time, there was a small gathering. The words were very familiar. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it. And gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. I entered. I prayed. I took communion. I remembered. I left that day. Protestant or traditional Protestant churches believe about Holy Communion. 
we recognize two sacraments instituted by Christ and given to the church. Holy baptism is the sacrament that initiates us into the body of Christ with water and the spirit. Holy communion is the sacrament that sustains and nourishes us in our journey. So, baptism, baptism sets us on the path and communion nourishes us on our journey. <clears throat> the paper goes on to say that in a sacrament, God uses tangible, material things as instruments of grace. In baptism, it is the water, and in communion, it is the bread and the wine or juice. <clears throat> we might even say, we heard from the video, that this could be called God's show and tell communicating with us in a way that we, in all our brokenness and limitations, can receive and experience God's grace. Jesus knew we needed that kind of touchstone. When I receive communion, I'm experiencing God's grace. Healing deeply meaningful on a very personal level. I am told the body of Christ broken for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. For me. Wow. That hits home. And as personal as that experience it is also communal. I celebrate the expression of God's love within a community of believers, and it is a shared experience in addition to a personal one. My experience of communion is different at different times. Sometimes it feels like healing, sometimes like calming, sometimes challenge, and sometimes like an invitation. Always, always it feels like grace. It feels like love. I take communion because I am hungry. I am often hungry for the wrong things, but I am also hungry for spiritual nourishment, for God's presence, God's grace and God's love. When I take communion, I receive sustenance for the journey. I am strengthened. I receive God's grace. I accept God's grace. And then I am able to turn around and share As you come to the table this morning, I hope you'll pause for a moment and ask yourself, why do I take communion? The answer may not be clear to you. It may be hidden. That's okay. 
union is a holy mystery that defies logical explanation. But when you receive it with a heart that seeks to live in peace with God and in peace with one another, the Holy Spirit will nourish you for the journey.